0: Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network.
1: Paragon 7 Studios.
2: To, to link up with my friend of many years. Now I was told that I can't say how many years because that's disrespectful. I don't start the interview off wrong, but um, Twila and I we were we were adjacent to one another in high school. Can I say that? Maybe maybe I babysat Twila when she was in, in high school. <laughs> we went so to high it, school together. So it doesn't date too much. Um, Twila. And her partner Bernard have been on this show, and I like to think of Twila as my fashion correspondent. Um, That's so sad. She's a good friend for many years. She's been she's been on the show quite a few times. She's been in as a caller. She came out when when so everywhere that I've been, Twila is supported. When I was on ESPN Radio in Philly, Twila used to call in mm-hmm. and talk about the Eagles. That's right. Who who sucked.
1: Lying. And then they won
2: Lying. then they won a, then they won a Super Bowl. But I know you weren't watching though, so you don't get credit for that. Because I don't you were out because of Kaepernick.
1: I was out because so you weren't messing
2: with football. You're right. So you don't get credit for the ring. What? You don't get credit, you can't denounce it. so nah, much to you, so you gotta be there time. when it happens, man. You I put in know, so much
1: time. Know. But you know the But cause, that's fine. The
2: cause was bigger the cause, the was, cause was bigger and it, it really shows integrity because you were you were willing to forego mm. Bragging rights to to a Super Bowl ring for That's your stance right. on Kaepernick, and I support that because I wasn't going to do that. If I I would have <laughs> I would have been I would have taken off my BLM shirt and put on a Peyton Manning jersey or uh, or a Jacoby Brissett jersey or whoever was quarterback for the Colts Andrew Luck jersey if they had won a Super Bowl. So you get you get a lot of props for that. Twyla was she came out to Phoenix. She happened to be out in Phoenix with me the day that Kobe died and she came in we were at me and Rampage shout out to Rampage we're at Dave and Buster's and Twyla came in and talked about uh, talked about Kobe and then she's been a very prolific caller to the show Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about SEC football because SEC is expanding and getting everybody with Texas and Oklahoma are now going to the SEC (sighs) and word on the street is that they're looking to get Clemson and Florida State also In the SEC over the next year. Well, you know,
1: Clemson used
2: to be. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, they seem like a natural. I mean, they're a natural rival to South Carolina. I feel like Clemson used to be. Yeah. You're you're in the SEC territory, but I didn't I didn't know. I don't know if they used to be, but I just feel like it makes a lot of sense for to be in in the SEC. So so Twila has been a a friend of the show, but uh, very excited about what she does with, with her fashion line. So you know we want to welcome Twilight Brider <laughs> in studio. Now, this is the first time you've been to my studio. What do you think about Paragon 7 Studio? Yo, do it's dope. Here? It's Nashville's dope. Nashville's behind you. It's, um, it's
1: dope. Like, your view is sick. You get to see the stadium, Nissan yeah. Stadium. Nissan like, Stadium, right. This is dope. Like, honestly, yeah. I, 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 I grew up coming back and forth to Nashville all the time. You want to talk at the microphone? I grew up Mark, um, coming to Nashville all the time, and I, I I never really spent a lot of time downtown. So Nashville's
2: downtown is- is It's um, nice. Very underrated. I used to live downtown Seattle, which is considered maybe a top 10 downtown in the country. This is slightly comparable. It's really? Not, it's not Seattle-esque. Seattle? But That's it's a comparable. Lot. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's really nice the way it's set up. The roads, you get down to Broadway on the Strip. It's always a vibe down there. It's really nice, especially now that that I don't want to say COVID's over because COVID's definitely not over. But now that that there are less restrictions, people are down there getting drunk, making out, <laughs> getting drunk and making out. Like I literally <laughs> saw two people. I saw a guy I was down here a couple Saturday nights ago. I saw a guy and his I assume is his wife, girlfriend, lover. They were making out and she was straddling him and they were walking. He was carrying her on a bridge area and there's like a 100 foot drop. Oh, wow! And I was like, they're getting really dangerously close to the railing. Oh, I, was wow. like, I, don't, I don't know if that's I don't know if it's worth it. But they were really going at it. They, I mean, he was sliding into third base <laughs> Not um, third. On, on you know while while I was driving by. Like he was he was he, he was he was going for the nipple. Like oh. I think it was about to he was really about to wow. get it in. Okay. And I was just like when I saw that I said, Well, we're back to society, you know, people are sloppy drunk, making out, falling all over each other. And um hey. I think people like you and I, we'll talk a little bit about COVID on the show. I'm in, I'm imploring people, Twila. Uh, to use their common sense that <laughs> there, there's a difference between hiding under your couch, which I don't think is a very wise idea. I mean, you got to go out. You got to you got to go out and get some gotta exercise. Got to breathe. Got to live. But I don't think if you don't want to get vaccinated and you want to go to like the Titans game, that's dumb.
1: Listen, <laughs> people are I don't dumb. even know why this is like a debate.
2: Right. No, it's a it's a it's a very heavy debate.
1: Bro. I know, but I don't really <laughs> get it. Like, you cannot you can make your decision. Right. That's cool, right. but you're you can't make a decision that affects my whole yeah, it's, household. It's a, it's a society. Yeah, we live you're in a society. you're affecting you're my whole you're not household an island
2: to yourself, right? right think if you do. want
1: to make that decision, right. cool. Then right. climb under the rock.
2: Then then well, I do not even say that, but <laughs> at least don't don't throw don't throw parties and have that's 800 people part. at a yacht party if you're not getting vaccinated that that's just part. not that's just not very oh. wise I mean, you have to i mean it is a society there there are other people that live on earth other than yourself and your immediate family really? and we're really struggling with that is people <laughs> people yeah. people come in here because of my healthcare background they think that i'm gonna shame them if they don't want to take the vaccine i'm like i'm not gonna shame you you're a grown bleeping woman grown man yeah just don't be stupid my, don't right. don't tell me that I'm that I'm a pawn for getting the vaccine because I don't want to get covid and it's not even about life or death. I just who wants to be sick for a week and a half? From since we seen who, who even if even if I'm healthy enough that this thing's not going to put me in the hospital, it's not going to threaten my life. Which I've already had covid, it didn't put me in the hospital and my life wasn't threatened. But I felt like garbage. For ten days, I don't want to feel like garbage for ten days.
1: I was blessed not to have COVID. Oh, that's great! And now you were in
2: the in the throngs. Yeah, I in, was in, in New Jersey York and City, in Jersey. Right over, right yeah, so right.
1: I was black. Well, I fled. Yeah, you fled. <laughs> I fled <laughs> immediately. You were, like the, you were like the woman
2: in Revelation. Listen, fleeing. I, fleeing I, the I picked
1: up. I picked up my uh, my kid and that was packed. Move. Oh, God, Who gave you that advice? Things. Who gave you
2: that advice to flee? It way. came to me. That was Lance J. It didn't come to you. You did. Lance J. called you. That is and true. Said, you get said get, get out of there. You did. New York you City. did. You did. I was like, I, I was, I was insider trading. To my friends, i had seen because being in healthcare, I had some access. You did
1: say get I had out. access
2: to some of the data before it was public.
1: You did say. So get it took out. them
2: about three or four weeks to get the IHME website and all mm-hmm. the the body count and stuff. But I saw that you like did three say weeks before say everything. that. And it, I saw the count in New York, and I hit twelve. I was just like, I was like, get out of there. I was like, psst. You need to pack up your sh- You need to get out You did <laughs> You need to get out You did Of, of, of the New York City metropolitan area You uh, said
1: that Then one of my partners in China mm. um, They were just coming out of lockdown mm. in February Because mm. after Chinese New Year right. And he called me And he said Why are you guys still in the office? <laughs> yeah, so I got your phone call yeah. I got his phone call and then,
2: and you were smart. You got out. And there. then I got you out. I, well, I,
1: I also had like a mini panic attack. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, I've been then friends with you a long the, time.
2: I've seen you have those. for years, but, uh,
1: And then I bounced.
2: But sometimes that's your body telling. That's you yeah.
1: I feel like that, that, it, it was time to go. It was crazy. Yeah. It was so so yeah. I was blessed to not have COVID. But I had some family members. I have a lot of family members in that are nurses and mm-hmm. PAs and I was hell. And, um a couple of them got crazy. you know a couple of them got COVID. Oh, just having
2: it people that took care of it um you know yeah. what it what it did to our parents um, right. our single mothers like you our teachers our nurses um, it was not a we job. gotta get hazard pay for yeah people, but well, people we gotta um you know I'm not eligible for stimulus because of my pay range and in my mind I'm just like man I don't not only that you could take money out of my account <laughs> and give it to people in need. You're like there you're that, you're
1: in a very small. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's just this is not the time to be selfish. You're... There'll be there'll be plenty of time for for a greed fest in 2023 <laughs> and 2024 when we get on the other side of this. But it's just like, hey man, I'm doing I'm doing good. There are people. You lose your job. Most people have have three weeks of of food savings. Most people can't even go home. And a not. lot of people don't. They even might have be able to make weeks. one month's rent yeah. if they don't get a paycheck. Yeah. And I saw I was in Phoenix at the time. I saw so many people that um, so many small businesses that closed. Yeah. In in six weeks. Well, closed. I'm telling
1: you, the garment district in New York, mm. the, it got, was decimated. It's unbelievable. Um, there are businesses that literally just never came back wow. um, in the scary. garment
2: district. And I mean, you're talking about if you're in a garment district district in New York, you're talking about high fashion. Yeah. High supply chain. Yeah. Um, some of the movers and shakers, and so there's a good segue. So you and Bernard came on, mm-hmm. and you talked about blackity, black, black, black. Yeah. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah. Black fist. Yeah. Um, African garb. Kente cloth. Black on top of black on black top o- of black. Black on top of black. Um, <laughs> anti-whitey. No. no. Not, not anti-whitey. No, anti No anti-anything. Not anti-whitey.
1: But um, pro. Like, a,
2: that's a lot of uh, a big misnomer. Yeah. But pro. People, we're, but we're trying, pro us. We're trying to get to par yeah. We're not trying to supersede.
1: No, it just anyone. BM-
2: we're like we're like seventy five to two hundred years, depending on <laughs> me and you are about seventy five years behind. Some people we're, are two hundred years behind. Yeah. We're just trying to get to par. Just We just want to par. be equal with the people that are walking That's around in, the, in this office. That's off. and, and when I say par, I talk all the That's time. That's a doff term. You're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. So proud of you in your business. <laughs> We've been stripped as black people with the opportunity to own land and business. All right. So that creates a wealth gap because if your ancestors have a hundred acres of land and I have my little stamp front porch where I can grow a little bit of squash and cabbage on, but you have a hundred acres, even if you're poor, you can plant and feed your family. You ain't going to starve. You got a hundred acres of land. Yeah. Our people often, hey, we might get to where we have a little bit of money. People like me and you have had some success. But until you own land, until you own business, until you're in a position that you can help other people out, right. you will never be equal. So you can go out and buy a nice car. You go out and get yourself a, a class Mercedes or something like that. But- that's not wealth. No, that's just having a nicer house, nicer things. Absolutely. Having land is wealth. Having owning this building is wealth. Owning yeah. the garage that that people pay twenty two bucks a day to I pay say, that's I, wealth. I say that little pinch of freedom is wealth. Right.
1: Is that, that you know for the most part you're moving as your you want to move without right. anyone right. dictating and demanding that movement to me that's wealth
2: so tell us about so you and bernard came in Mm -hmm. um and talked about your apparel line Mm -hmm. i know that you're working on many many projects (laughs) yeah but but tell us give us an update on on blackity black black and some of the projects that that are in the stellar creative now i've been around since the stellar creative was just a figment of your imagination
1: (laughs) literally a dream so twyla Mm -hmm. twyla
2: i think i linked up with twyla like 2015 16 Mm -hmm. And is um, really brilliant um, oh, thank you. But she What happens is is most really artistic people She gets these bursts <laughs> Of energy
1: mm-hmm.
2: And in her mind <laughs> She's been thinking about this For months and months And piecing it together Twyla's the ultimate Whiteboard Collection board That She'll have it all whiteboarded And all of the scenarios You go and she'll have like Hundreds of things written out. Um, (laughs) She'll assume that you understand. I I like
1: where this is going. She'll assume that
2: you get it, (laughs) and so she hit me with a barrage once of "Hey James, I'm going to do all this. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic." I'm like, "Yo, that's a great (laughs) idea. I'm so proud of you." But you got to slow down because you're you're talking way over my head, and Twilight will get frustrated with you (laughs) because she's thinking on such a uh, such an advanced. Plane, so so to speak but but tell us about the 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 projects of the creative which which I've seen um evolve from an idea in your brain Mm -hmm. to an actually tangible business and ultimately will culminate in um you know brick and mortar and consulting and and bringing people together so tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah um I had this dream about um like Martin Luther King yeah all right it, for real. I, mean, I don't know. I've, I've been in this industry, fashion industry, for a while, and I've been working. Because with... in the words of the
2: game, Kendrick had a dream. Yeah. Left Eye had a dream. Yeah. Aaliyah had a dream. Yeah. Right. Twilight I don't know if you remember a, that. Twilight, Twilight had a dream. All right.
1: All right. All right. <laughs> I had a dream about, you know, um, just a collective of artists um, that inspired each other, that worked with each other. That's beautiful. Um, that lifted each other up and everyone came up together as a result of this collective uh, vibration. Oh, nice. And um, I didn't know what it was going to look like. So at first, if you remember me telling you, I was like, I want to run it like a record label. Yep. Where... You know, I have these artists, but
2: not like Death Row. No, not, not like Pistol Whipping. People. Not
1: Pistol Just Whipping. Right. No, but I wanted it to be a stable of artists that um were able to take advantage of the of the knowledge that I had accumulated, mm. as well as the resources that that's beautiful. I was plugged into, and it evolved into something that is a little different. But I love where it's going. It, it now I have. You know, fashion designers, and we work with graphic artists, and um, fine artists, and technical designers, and all of these people are coming in mm. to work on these projects. So, for instance, with Blackity Black, mm-hmm. Bernard, who is brilliant yeah, in his is. own right, great. had this wonderful idea about conscious clothing and education. Mm. And he was like, I need somebody to be able to articulate that visually. So then I go back to the rest of the collective, the artists. I post up what the artist brief is. And then there were a couple of guys I was like, yeah, I want on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were mildly successful when we launched. But there was one. We did a Juneteenth T-shirt sweatshirt series. Beautiful art by um, a friend of mine. Um, Cheryl Cross, and Mm. she's a fashion designer. She left New York during the pandemic, Mm. went back to Detroit, and just started painting. She start, just started creating whatever she felt. She started designing dresses. She started painting and
2: drawing. So so I'm going to ask you what I'm going to do because you're, what you're saying is so um, enthralling. Mm-hmm. I got to pay bills. Like, that's I, how know, I know. I know. We really, we're not, we're not podcasting anymore. Like I got sponsors and stuff. That's I'm going to cut to the first break and we're going to be back with more of Twilight Grider. And she's talking about her stellar creative and, and fashion
0: and I'm asking some sports questions. So That's we'll be right. back after these commercials. <laughs> He's the paragon of sports talk excellence. The Heisenberg of broadcast radio. The Wolf of Wall Street. You are listening to James Lewis III, host of the Lance J Radio Network. What's the problem, pal? Hugh you, Moss. You're such a hero. You're so rich. How come you're coming down here and wasting time with such a bunch of bums? You see this watch? see this watch yeah that watch costs more than your car i made nine hundred seventy thousand dollars last year how much you make you see pal that's who i am and you're nothing you're listening to the lance j radio network Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal flipmo Squad.
2: My baby mama, mama, Tawana, yo, you so right.
0: I still floss the carrots with the rainbow ice. All your little mm. dudes, y'all be caught up in the hype. Mm. For real, dog, you're not no killer. Got my crib built by my man Bob Villa. All right. Seven bedrooms, Chris style in the chiller. What? I think big, bigger than Godzilla. Bought my own island, chilling in my villa. James Lewis I like it, I
2: like it You have yeah. had me like puff, man I was, oh, about, to, man. I was about to be uh, doing the ad man Oh,
0: man You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network You don't know me Probably never will
2: But I need you to do something for me
0: Something that could literally
1: Change everything You'll never get a thank you card And yet, I need you to do it And if that weren't enough, I need you to do it as soon as you are able to
2: If you do this for me, I'll do it for you And for every single person you love. Deal? This is our shot to leave COVID behind. Here we go. Prepare your radio to be blast. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You now tuned in to the Lance J Radio Show. Tennessee and, and beyond, our affiliates around the country—so many affiliates that I can't—I can't name them all. We're real close to while closing the deal to be on in DC. That's what's up. um and if you think that my head is big now,
1: <laughs> we get on
2: in Chocolate City. I'm telling you. I'm gonna be quite an insufferable person. Oh boy, to to be around. Uh, Twyla's is one of my friends that keeps me very grounded <laughs> and humble. So I'll be I'll be hitting Twyla up and be like, "Yo, man, we out here making this money, man. We about to cop the new, cop that new Bentley." And Twila's like, "Ah ah ah, stay humble, James." That's right. She's like my she's like my little my little conscience. <laughs> she's like the um. She's like the the angel sitting on my shoulder oh telling me to do the right thing. Now back in the day you used to be the angel on the shoulder telling me to do the wrong thing. <laughs> but, um, at this stage, as as a mother, that's and right, an entrepreneur. That's
1: right. And
2: um, uh, someone that's really into her community, um, or church and stuff, she's 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 moved from the right shoulder <laughs> to the left shoulder. And uh, she's like, Hey, you shouldn't do that, man. Be humble. Give back, give back to the community. So you're talking about the, the creative
1: yeah, and
2: just some of the awesome people that are involved. So I had to interrupt
0: you for, no, for yeah, a right No,
1: yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, so Bernard had this Juneteenth program, and he probably still has stuff on the website, blacky Black Apparel. Um, but my homegirl, Cheryl, came through in the clutch. She knocked out some artwork, and it was like one of his highest-selling pieces nice. um, so far. And he hasn't even been in business but five or six months, so – that was dope just to be able to see somebody I worked with, someone I respect, Mm. hook them up with one of, you know, my artists and be able to make that happen. So that's what we do. We just help people find people, Mm. (laughs) you know, it's like a family. It's like, that's it. Now we're, um, I'm partnering, um, with another friend of mine and, we're moving into a different type of consulting space, a little right. more high end and right. stay tuned on that. All right. And um, we are also uh, I'm doing um, costume designing now. All right? So it's like all things artistic. I'm just trying to explore.
2: Now, you you left. So you've been in fashion for many years. You left. You recently left your job. Yeah to do this full time yeah um, i've been doing mm-hmm. i opened up paragon 7 studios a, a month from today um that's dope so it was september the third is when i signed my lease to to come in here and after the show i'll take you i was in the smallest room in this building mm-hmm. so it was like a closet It was like the size of this desk <laughs> um i couldn't even have like shannon and i were literally almost sitting on each other's laps <laughs> when she would come to to tape but you know you move, you get better, you grow, mm-hmm. um, you learn so much as an entrepreneur. How hard was it to, to walk away from your job? Um, oh, man. How hard was it? Tell us about that.
1: I mean, it was hard in a sense. You, well, so you have your ego, right, and fear, which is also ego, Telling you, are you going to be able to make this money?
2: And you have a son. And
1: you have, right. And I I have an eight year old. So, you know, I have to be able to feed my kids. That boy looks just like you. In fact, I saw a
2: picture of him (laughs) and I thought it was you.
1: (laughs) Because we both have locks. Yeah. I was,
2: was, you know, I was getting a little older. My vision's not what it used to be. I was like thumbing around on Instagram. Yeah. I was like, I was like, man, Twilight got smaller. No, that's my mini uh, me. And then I look first, like, oh, that's your son. (laughs) That's my mini me. That boy looks just like you.
1: Yeah, so I'm, like, looking at him and, you know. He's definitely your child. (laughs) But, you know, you get to this point where I was literally working and sleeping, like, three hours a day. I'm working because
2: you're coming from New Jersey over to New York. So you're taking a train and then you're walking and you know, but, it's, yeah, you know,
1: but I'm going to tell you this pandemic kind of put everything into perspective for me. I don't know about anybody else, but I use this opportunity to put my head down That's Right. and Same here. really figure it out. Right. And what it kept coming to was, you know, you're, I don't want to say wasting your talents, but your talents could be serving sure. a, a much broader audience or the audience that really needs you in a different venue. Mm. So a friend of mine was just like, what are you afraid of? Right. And it was just ego. It was just ego. Yeah. So I let that go. Once I kind of got over that hurdle, it was prayed not hard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A person. I prayed over it, yeah. meditated and, um, you and know, I will
2: give you the neon flashing sign.
1: Yeah. What, I mean, I know. think it really was like I, I it for me, it was just a slow burn. I was going to leave. Honestly, I, James, I was going to leave right before the pandemic. Oh, wow. Um, I was in talks with. And see so if you had done
2: that. Yeah, exactly. everything would have, would have gone in it the would, tank. So God carried you another year and a half. Exactly. To, to get through. Exactly. That, that worst part.
1: Cause um, I literally went in and I was like, the letter was written. Well, what
2: was it so. like for what's it like for women in fashion? I mean, I have I have people. So you know, where I really made my claim to fame is talking about healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I'm the only person really in the country that would do a sports segment, do a, a hip hop mm-hmm. segment, do a healthcare segment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a lot of variety. I ask women when they come in, I say, because I talk to a lot of executives and CEOs, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, how did you burst through the glass ceiling? Because I know that it's unfair because I saw, when I became a vice president and saw that I was making 50000 more than other female vice presidents mm-hmm. that did the same work that I did, mm-hmm. I was pulled. Mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't fair. Right. Um, and I even asked to give money back. Most people <laughs> don't put their money where their mouth is. Yeah. But what was it like uh, getting through the glass ceiling for you?
1: Well, it's interesting. I, I had to leave. Mm. And more women often have to. You in the industry that I'm in, there's there are a couple of women. There are women that they'll grind and grind and grind, and they'll sacrifice mm. everything, mm. and even then, they only get to about a VP level. Right. No one's CEO in it. Oh. I was at a former company, and she was the the VP. She was brilliant. Mm. She was better than everyone else. Right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that guy at the top was not letting go. Right. And she had to take her talents elsewhere. Um, and I'm sure she's killing it there because she was brilliant.
2: There's so much There's so much talent out there. We're about to cut to another break. This is a mm-hmm. short segment. But um, what I've learned since opening up my own business, if you work at a high level and, you know, you're in a director or high management role, and you're responsible for deadlines and stuff, you can have your own business. It's just really, a, it's a matter of having the confidence, like you said, your ego, confidence, and having enough money to float for three months while mm-hmm. you're six months while you're getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just so great. And I've seen with COVID, people are just fed up with the matrix. Yeah. And they've decided that, hey, what, what's the worst thing that could happen? We was already broke yeah. getting, getting uh, checks from Biden or Trump yeah. waiting for that stimmy yeah and uh, in the house eating Top Ramen so what's how can it get any how worse can it than get any already worse than that been, and then people were depressed but then they thought about it they're like you know what I'm gonna do this next stuff and a lot of people I see have never uh, looked behind I'm really excited about that we'll be back more than Lance Land Show after these messages you are listening yeah. to the Land J
0: Radio Network
2: AEP annual enrollment programs are launching in just a few months, and this is the perfect time to shop for the best insurance options for you and your loved ones. Learn more about individual and group insurance benefits with Engage It Health. Their diverse portfolio includes accident expense, specified disease plans, life insurance, and PPO plans. Engage It Health's licensed benefit advisors are just a phone call away to bring you optimal service in selecting affordable and unique benefit packages that meet your health care needs. Call Engage in Health today at 832-219-5829. That's 832-219-5829 and tell them that Lance J sent you.